Hey, what's up? Nice to meet you. Some of you may know, but I'm Chris. I might as well introduce myself. I mean, I'm starting this podcast. I have it out. I don't know how long, but it's been a couple episodes so far, and I've had a couple cool guests on, but I never really kind of took the time to maybe talk about my mission, what I'm doing it for, um, kind of what's going on in my life, so you guys can get a better understanding of like what, what you're listening into. I guess the kind of audience that I'm looking for is really just someone that can appreciate like a deep conversation with someone that gets to a different level. It's not surface area. It feeds on itself because there's something about presence that's important to me. I started the podcast because I realized the need to want to be present with people. I realized recently that like I'm not present with people. I'm having a conversation with people. I'm engaged kind of in the conversation. I looked engaged. I'll be staring at your eyes and nodding my head the right way or kind of reading your body language and kind of reacting in such a way that you would think that I'm listening. Um, when in fact, like I'm kind of trailing off doing my own thing in my head. And then I'll, depending on what's being said, I'll kind of click on in and be like, oh, okay. And then I'll understand some things, but I'll just connect the dots and I don't even listen. I don't even know what you just said. And I realized that was a huge problem for me. Um, I wasn't able to really connect with people because I would never even be there and be able to be present with them. So by me needing to like want to be able to be present with people, I figured that I'd start a podcast because it not only it like forces you to be present while you're, you have the headphones on. It's kind, of, it's kind of different to have a conversation where you can hear yourself in the conversation. And when you have the headphones on and you're kind of facing the mic with somebody else looking directly at you and you turn your phones off, like you get to a point where you can allow yourself to really be engaged, really connected. Because I've been in offices. I visit people all the time for work. And it's funny just to watch a busy mind get controlled by its environment and how like you'll be talking to someone and in the middle of a conversation either an email comes through or they get a text message they immediately break from that conversation and kind of have to come back and, uh, i'm sorry I, I apologize where were we and then they we have to pick up the conversation again so when, when you have a position where you put two people in front of each other in an environment to have a conversation about something that's important to them or it just goes in any direction it's free but it's also it also builds on itself um so when, when you get to that position it it connects you in such a good way you almost feel like charged up by them and um you're, you're able to get deeper in a conversation doing that than you are at just like that surface level it takes a lot of the back and forths to really kind of like break open a layer and then, you know, gain momentum. And then, like, all of a sudden, you're in such, like, a click that you guys are almost on the same wavelength. It's, it's really fun. And it's really intoxicating to, to kind of do. So in doing that podcast, it forces people to get together and have a good conversation. Something that I want to do all the time with people. I love that. I enjoy connecting with people. Um, I enjoy getting to know them. So this allows that to happen. And it's, like, a cool thing. I, I, I got it from, I started listening. I drive all the time. So in driving and being in the car half of the day, I was looking for something to do. Like music wasn't always cutting it. I tried to read books, but it depends on like what kind of book can engage me. And, you know, it, it, again, I start trailing off a little bit with the books. And I started to do those things because then it had to train me to use my brain in a different way. To like to learn how to paint a picture in my head so that when I'm speaking to somebody or someone's speaking to me, I'm like drawing a picture of what they're saying 
to help me not only engage in that conversation, but also recall the conversation too. It's hard to remember things from myself. I can't remember what I did at the end of the day. <laughs> um, weekends, if you, if you catch me on a Tuesday and ask me like what I do for the weekend, I couldn't even tell you what I did. So in doing that when learning to build a picture by reading, by listening to books or by listening to a podcast all day and Joe Rogan's a huge, he's a huge part of my day. I probably will listen, I'll listen to him all day long. I'll probably finish an episode that's like three hours long in a day. Um, but in doing that, it almost is like you feel like you're in the conversation too. And you get to know these people on a different level. So that's really my mission with, with this podcast is I'm, I really have no direction of where it's going. I just enjoy being able to talk to people that I may know or I, that I don't know. My last guest, I only met a few times in like at a gym. And I was able to kind of connect with him and open up with him. And I feel closer to him than I, I do some of my friends I've known for years. I want this not only for other people and my friends and anybody else that's interested in whatever I'm talking about. But I want this because <clears throat> I want my son to have it at some day. I, I started writing a I'm started writing a book for him. It's uh it's my journal that I started like probably five years ago, six years ago. So I write in such a way that it's like it's chapters, it's little stories about what I'm going through. So I started going on a journey of self development. It's kind of my narrative that I speak a lot about. It's because it is part of my story. <clears throat> it is part of my story. I. Like I had a really bad time and in a bad time in my life, I used it and I made a decision and I made the most out of that time and I made sure that I would never get involved in that time ever again. Like I, I felt things I never want to feel before. I lost things I, I, I held on to and I, I, I was like codependent on and it was devastating for me for a very long time. Said that was enough. I'd never want to feel that. I never want to hurt that hard. I never want to hurt somebody that hard. But I didn't want to stay down too long. I made some I made some changes. I made some uh, agreements in my life of what I want. I set some goals, and I made sure I went on a path of self development so that I would never be able to. I would never be in that situation again. And in that moment, it, it changed me because I wasn't. I didn't want to be depressed about it. I really didn't want to sulk too much. I stayed to myself a long time, and I I read book after book. After a book, I tried, you know, I was listening, I was surrounding myself around different kinds of people. Um, and, you know, I was, I was only, I was kind of only taking in things that were going to like nourish me. And I kind of went into like a hibernation. Um, I ended up uh, running onto, running into um, someone that um, mentioned a video for Tony Robbins. I ended up listening to that and I was hooked watching him. So I became like obsessed with him. Um, when I was working, you know, at home, I was uh, watching videos of him, like everything I was doing, I was reading all of his books, I was reading everything, I modeled him, and then I ended up going to one of his events. Um, I became a life coach. Um, in the, the noise in the background is my cat, uh, it's a new cat, and it's into everything. And I don't even know what it's in right now, this microphone's picking it up like it's right here, I don't know, where are you? Hey, hey. Stop, whatever you're doing. Ugh. So um, so I got I became a life coach. As well, um, going into self-development, I went to a thing called Landmark, and it's a, uh, it's, a uh, it's basically like an education that has methodologies to separate you from the stories you create when you're a kid 
And from that, you make a decision about the rest of your life and how love's going to either leave you or keep you or not be deserving of you or all of that. And it helps you disconnect from that and create a whole new like picture of what you really want. And that's been a recent thing of mine uh, in self-development. That was last year. I went through all of that. And um, it was one of the most amazing times of my life because I was able to repair relationships in my life that weren't really the best um, before, you know, I, I went through this class. And it was like, um, one really important one was my father. I was honest with him for the first time and real with myself and, and kind of mentioned to him that I never thought that growing up that he loved me. And I was a, that was something that I decided when I was a kid. And obviously by thinking that you would act in such a way to almost be resistant of his love anyway and push him away. So I kind of realized that a childhood could have been affected by the way I was thinking. And um, I kind of understood my mom a little better and the dynamic of when we were kids and they had to make a decision when like the divorce happened, like one had to leave and one had to stay and there had to be a separation and kids had to go with one or the other, you know? So decisions were made and that's all that would happened. That's just all that happened, you know? And, but I made it a big story of abandonment and I created abandonment life at that moment. And it just so happens that every relationship after that, um, that I was in, you know, intimately, it just so happened that they would have to abandon me too. So it was really nice to be able to understand why that all happened in self-development. And um, it grew me in such ways as well, um, repairing a relationship with my son's mom. Now, Mary and I, for years, I mean, my son's uh, nine years old, his name is Kyler. And for years, he, um, we were, we were kind of, I would say not the best of friends. (laughs) We kind of, at times, I know I hated her. And I spoke very bad of her um, because my experience of her was completely different. And my occurring of who she is um, was very was very tainted on an old image based on, you know, what the things that were going on in our relationship. And because of that, I painted her in such a way that I would I would talk bad about her. Um, I don't I wouldn't really even care about what she wanted. I was always like looking at it as it like I was the victim. And um, it, I never wanted to work with her, really, you know, but I'd blame it on her. And my own responsibility in this is, is owning up to the fact that I really wasn't there. Uh, I wasn't a good partner. I didn't communicate well with her. I couldn't see past my own anger and um, my selfish ways uh, to, like, I had a huge ego. And she tested it very good. And it was really hard to, to, co- to co-parent in a situation where, you don't get along with, with the other parent. Mary's the mother of my child. And, you know, I'm, I'm looking at her like all I am to her is a piggy bank. And I had this strong arm on trying to be a hard ass and purposely kind of be an asshole to her just because I can. Because I was trying to like, I felt I was losing my control in our relationship because all she wanted, like it would hurt me when I had to spend so much money. And my way of thinking what it was is why do I have to pay you to be a parent? Like that was my way of thinking. Like you can, you can tell like if that's the way I'm thinking, imagine like 
that grew as a kid, the way that I just saw that situation. Why do I have to pay you to be a parent? Like, it, it's weird to see that my whole childhood was based in some kind of eyes of some of some hurt like that. Like, you don't like I didn't understand compassion. I didn't understand that kind of love. You know, it, and it was hard, again, because of stories of what I was feeling about my parents, you know, and it's just so nice that me and Mary were were able to like have conversations, like real conversations, like breakthrough conversations to say, this is just the way I feel. You know, I'm kind of, and I told her, I was like, I'm kind of scared of you. Like you're a scary person to me. You know, you have control of my son and I feel like that was leverage and you essentially have control of my bank account in some way, shape or form. And you're taking a lot of money out. And I feel you're not giving me what I deserve. So I lived in that world for so many years. But now Kyler's nine years old. And Mary and I have repaired, you know, our differences. And we created new possibilities who we can be for each other. We erased all the bullshit we put in front of the lens that really pain us in a bad way. And, um, you know, she's married um, with Ben and uh, her husband. And... She has another kid. They have a kid together, Senta. So he's in a family now. And I look at that, and it's an amazing thing because I'm as well part of that family. You know, like we, we hang out. We just went out to dinner last night all together. So it's like, it's the most weirdest dynamic ever. But it's my favorite thing. It's so awesome because I'm, I'm living in a world, like as a child, I never knew existed. Like, so it's like, I'm living that fantasy world that I used to read about or hear people talk about. It's like, that's a real thing. Your parents get along. And for your parents to get along when, like, they're broken up. Like, my parents, like, they they were, like, they allowed us to see each other. Like, we can go see my mom and I can go see my dad. Like, they, but they didn't do much working out together. Like, I, just, I don't think they just talked much. I guess in the way that I saw it, they don't, they didn't just talk much. I guess maybe it was they were still dealing, they still had that anger, that pent up anger in them too, that, uh, you know, caused them to really not get along. I mean, the good thing is I'm now living in a world where Kyler's experience of it now is two parents that are separated, but equally love him and show him love like consistently, like together too. Like we're in the same like households and we do the same events and it's, his family, you know, and it's, you know, me and my family and, and we're, we, we, we get along better than we ever did. So it's like, it's so cool that, that that's where my life is now. And it's, it's one of the favorite things of my life because it basically let me know that like anything is possible and you can reshape your life in any way, you know, by making a better decision. And at that time when, when I dealt with something, you know, a couple of years ago, I made a different decision and I reshaped my life completely. And because of that, this now exists. And I, I have the pleasure of being able to like have something where I can share myself and my story and other people's stories too. Because like, there's something about being able to share it with somebody. There's something about being able to be vulnerable with somebody too. And that's what I learned in it, like this um, self-development class as well. Like the great thing about this class is I, I learned how to be vulnerable with people. I learned to just be able to kind of speak those things that were deep down in me that I hid from the entire world, my entire life. And I just built walls around it 
everywhere I went. I every year I put a new brick in the wall and I created a different personality. And I, you know, I, I kind of separated more from myself as the years went on. And it was so great through all this in my recent year of, you know, in my recent couple of years, and it just kept getting better and better. I was able to like go back and kind of like find myself. I know it sounds like cliche and whatever, but like to find myself is kind of where I'm at now. I'm living in that world. Everything's different. You know, my interactions with people are different. You know, what the people I hang out with, the quality of people I hang out with is different. The things I like now are completely different. And it's like, it's great because I was able to build this like step by step, brick by brick. Like I wanted a podcast. So it's like, I wanted to learn how to like be present with people to be a better communicator to create a podcast, you know, or um, I want to learn how to tidy up. And cause I just got a new kitchen and I'm like building my house out. I'm really proud of it. And I want to learn how to tidy up and be like a better individual household than I'm reading a book on how to tidy. And I'm already making new adjustments based on what I'm based on what I'm reading. So it's, it's cool how it's all just, it's all just connecting, you know, in my life. It's very, I don't know. I just have a, I have a good life. I'm very, I'm very blessed. I'm very thankful. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm extremely fortunate to have what I have, but most of all, I really like to, enjoy what I have with other people. I love to give. I love to connect. Um, I love to make just people feel good in general because I know at some point in our lives just we're all the same and we all just want to be loved. We want to be appreciated. Um, we want to be understood and we want to be a part of something. So I want to create a something that people can be a part of. So I just wanted to show you a little bit about me. Um, hope it got you a little more interested to maybe uh, keep seeing what I'm going to keep creating and I'm excited to see where this all goes.